0: Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at the buglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important.
1: Planning for your next trip?
0: That's stamps.com. Code program. This is a podcast from The Bugle.
2: Hello and welcome to Catharsis. I'm Tiff Stevenson, full-time comedian, part-time, massively unqualified therapist for this podcast only. Each week I talk to a guest about small things that bother them, pet peeves. We also dive into old wounds that maybe need healing and a topical gripe or two to see if we can provide some insight, but mainly some catharsis. You can sweat the small stuff with me. Now, before I introduce my guest, it is tradition for me to get out a little beef of my own. And I was thinking, because I was in Brighton the other day, and I went past a restaurant where I had, after a weekend of shows at the Comedia, I went with friends and had a very big fish platter in the daytime on a Sunday, like a brunch, a fish brunch, which was not the greatest of ideas um it had been quite a heavy weekend and um i felt quite sick i'm allergic to oysters basically i've worked out if it's been clinging to a rock in the mediterranean it shouldn't go into my mouth so you know oysters ronaldo whatever it is um also oysters look like someone sneezed into a soap dish So they're not the most appealing things. But I tried and I got very sick and I was with my friend. So I need to give him credit here because he was driving us home. But he was with his girlfriend at the time. who was a, and I can say this now, a complete fantasist. Made up the job, the place that she lived and made up that she was sick. And um, I said, oh, actually, I feel feel quite nauseous. I think we're going to have to pull over. And she said, we can't. I'm really ill. So what happened was my friend passed me a carrier bag to be sick in. I was sat in the back. And uh, of course, all carrier bags come with these pre-punched holes in them to stop kids suffocating with them. So effectively, all he'd done is give me some kind of sick sieve, which was just sort of getting wielded in the back of the car. Um, And I was like, it's dripping out of the bag and eventually stopped. And then I just got out by Ace Cafe on the North Circular and was throwing up. And the thing that really struck me was as I was throwing up onto my flip flops at the side of the road, a guy came past on a Harley Davidson and like whistled at me. A male friend told me that, uh, that apparently I look like I was a game girl up for a good time, you know, by puking on my flip flops. Wow! (laughs) And you can hear that's the voice of my guest uh, responding to this story. I will get her take on it. But uh, I'm joined this week, an absolute joy to be joined by uh, comedian, podcaster, soon to be author, and my friend, Lou Sanders. Hello.
3: Yes, author, stick author in. (laughs) <laughs> gives me a little bit give me a little bit of oomph you know yeah yeah. I, soon to be author I am an author I've written the I've written the thing
2: you've written the thing yes yeah. soon to be published
3: designed the front cover I haven't heard back I think, <laughs> I think they like doing that sort of thing themselves <laughs> <laughs> I said I've got a few ideas something them the front cover I think they said I think we'll let the marketing team do that <laughs> yeah the man might have been whistling to cheer, to cheer you up still got it you know
2: yeah yeah <laughs> For the first section of the podcast, we like the guest to bring an old grudge along. So something that happened in the past, that maybe at work, situation, school, friends, whatever it is, that you wish you'd have handled differently.
3: I'm a terrible fit for this podcast because I believe in forgiveness, don't I? Moving on. Well, that's okay. Yeah, but grudges... So one Christmas a couple of years ago, I was handing round d'oeuvres and I thought one of them was vegetarian and it wasn't. It had these tiny little pieces of parma ham in and um, my sister-in-law ate it and then was like, fuck, you know, that's got meat in. And she cried and I felt so bad and I was, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I felt so bad because it's horrible when you eat meat and she's been vegetarian forever. And then she said, right now you have to eat one as well with the meat in because I'm vegan. And I was like, I don't know if that'll help it. I don't know if that'll make it better.
2: Well, that suggests... Okay, so f- so let's unpack it, because I'm doing the yeah. therapist thing. N-
3: neither of us were right in that situation, but mine at least was a mistake. Yours
2: was a mistake, mm-hmm. and then I feel like punishing someone by making them do the same thing for a genuine mistake is incredibly unfair. (laughs) It's batshit crazy, isn't it? it? (laughs) Look at me. I'm like trying to be measured and you're like, that is batshit. It's batshit
3: crazy. I love the girl. We all have a day off. Christmas is very stressful. You know, she's got a lot of good in her, but I do sometimes think about that and think, why did I have to eat the meat as well?
2: You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I, like it's weird. Maybe she's like layered upon herself. That is such a cardinal sin. And that if she's sinned, that somehow you need to be in the sinning too so that she feels baby I'll I'll show you the pictures (laughs) but I don't think that's going to help us (laughs) well actually what's the interesting thing of like why what's what's interesting to unpack here is why would you then doing it yeah make her feel better I guess because I've suffered as well and I know
3: what it's like. So I get it. In a way, I can empathise with her. I can empathise with her. And Christmas, everyone goes nuts anyway. Yeah. You know, and it like I was in her house, like handing out the Odurfs, which I thought was helpful and I think she thought I was on her territory and little things like that, you don't know what people are thinking and that, you know, it's like aggravating them when you're trying to help and people go bonkers, don't they? I was in charge of Odurfs, so that's my one big job and I absolutely effed it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go and get some lovely ideas. Vegetarian ones, are lovely. <laughs> she, she should have got chop's around one of them. Also, don't believe me when I tell you that one's vegetarian. Have a look yourself. I can't yeah. be trusted.
2: Yeah. So, what did it have? Parma ham on it? I think parma ham's quite obvious. Yeah. Well, let's 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 blame her no, but she let's did ask. she did
3: she did to be fair to her she did ask twice if it was but loads is going on everyone's shouting at you
2: yeah you're like I yeah, suppose yeah, yeah. the other thing you can do in that scenario is advocate for yourself and when she was like you've got to eat one as well and everyone's upset and crying you just go no I'm not going to do that well, I'm do you know sorry that it happened you know and it what... was an accident but I'm not going to do that do you
3: know what I did after I was sort of had a little cry in the bathroom i uh picked off the parma ham from the thing and then said look i'll eat it because she wouldn't give up and right. i picked off the parma ham un uh, unbeknownst to her and then i shoved it in my gob in front of her <laughs> and she thought all right we're even yes yeah yeah it but feels that's a- that's you know i've let go of it i have let go but we need to talk about something i suppose <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it's it's very interesting because obviously like something? Well, she's vegetarian and you're vegan.
3: Yeah, but so I do, but I do cheat on veganism a bit with not with ever with meat. Like meat is disgusting. You cheat you cheat on it with with now and again. Like I'll have a bit of cheese or like a milk chocolate at the end of them if it's like you know if it's there. Yeah, but An I try egg? not to. Oh no, rank. <laughs> but. I've probably uh, like had, if I think about it, it grosses me out. But like if I'm really hungry and there's a really nice cake with a bit of egg in, sometimes I'll just have it anyway. But then afterwards I feel so bad. egg is sad. quite
2: far removed, I suppose, from the process. But, it's but not like I if you're having a boiled it. or a poached egg. Oh yeah, no thanks. You know, that's a different... But then I can still
3: taste it and it makes me feel yuck and I feel bad after. So I don't think it's ideal. But it's, you know, you do what you can when you can, you know. I'm not like some people are so ethical about it. Right. I'm a bit like... Let me let me try that sometimes.
2: Yeah, okay. let me try that. And and also, you seem to be quite relaxed around other people, like having meat when they're not when they don't want it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like if you were you weren't like, oh, you can't have meat. Yeah, I've I've never seen you be like, don't eat.
3: No, I wouldn't have a burger if it was cooked on the same, like a veggie burger if it's cooked mm. on the same, but then I was fed meat at Burger King and it was disgusting I said like four or five times to him are you sure this is vegan and he was like yeah 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 they just make it taste like the meat and I was like are you sure and I was eating it. I went out for the fourth time went are you sure this is vegan and then this other guy comes up and goes it's probably not because I think he's given me yours and yours mine so you've got our one so I had a meat burger and I'd had like four oh bites no. of and then I was retching up but in front of the guy so he knew because he didn't give it he didn't care he wasn't crying in the toilet he didn't care so I was retching in front of him and I thought I don't really care that I'm ret-. do you know what I mean like, no I feel to like that's this. I think that's a
2: valid response yeah. of kind of going I have a I have this I I can't eat, I don't want to eat it and I can't eat it the
3: thought of the flesh in the teeth and I said to the, the guy was really nice who saw me then yakking up and I had his burger and his son had mine because he I was like I just I don't think the guy gets it but it's so horrible like I haven't eaten meat for years like you know 30 years or something and I was like it's so gross to have the flesh in your mouth and he's like these things he's like there's no meat in these things don't worry about it
2: because i've seen like when i've been in and you might have had this in la which is great if you're vegetarian or vegan yeah um impossible burrito and impossible burgers
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: where i was like how this just tastes the
3: same to me i know it's a bit it is a bit yeah i have those ones and there's another one as well beyond i think where you now because of because i've had a couple of accidents then you do get a bit paranoid and you're eating it going i wish this tastes a bit less like meat actually
2: Yes. So you want it to, you want, you want to be certain that you're in a, a bean burger or territory or whatever.
3: God, I feel like I've talked about veganism too much. And I tell you what, that is polarizing. Let's get onto the sexy stuff.
2: (laughs) Let's get onto the sexy stuff. No, but thank you for sharing the grudge. I feel like it's, um, I feel like you try to give a kind response. So this is in my, do you feel better now you've spoken about it?
3: Yeah, I do. I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I do. (laughs) And that's my truth. And she's got her truth. Yes. You know, we're learning, we're loving, we're healing every moment. We're not ready. I'm um, uh, you know,
2: but. I just will make sure to never pick anything up for you that has meat in it. Thank you. But like you say, you can't protect yourself from life's mistakes. Thank you. So, thank yeah. you. So I feel like I'm I'm uh, I hope she's okay from it now. And yes, I understand that would be traumatic, but I I also think that the um the idea that you you must have someone else do it to even you out is a a way to kind of go, that's not believing that someone's made a mistake. And because you are vegan or veggie, you definitely wouldn't have done it on purpose because you can't imagine anything worse than that happening to you. So um, thank you for sharing. Thank you Um. for caring. (laughs) We like to call the second section of the podcast topical cream. Is where we attempt ah. to apply some, some, uh, some cream to a to a stinging new news story. Yes, some balm to something that's got you something that's happening at the moment that you're like, ah, I wish that wasn't happening. Well, for me, it's a coronation and the fact that we that was all of our money and we didn't
3: get a choice. And then they say, oh, don't worry, we make it back with tourists, and that is a f- that's a lie. So we don't lop off their heads. <laughs>
2: Did you see the ceremonial sword that Penny Morden had? I was like, a Claire's Accessory is going to do a version of that. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But also, I've always thought when they say money doesn't grow on trees, I'm like,
0: well, it kind of does because yes, it's made paper. from paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And they say,
3: we have, we'll make money in tourism, but we won't. It's a lie. That's a big fat lie because... W- Uh, Can you tell me how you benefit from tour. I do not want tourists at a comedy show. They're absolutely (laughs) shit audience at a comedy show. And I'm not doing any comedy shows in Leicester Square. So you tell me how I'm going to benefit from tourism.
2: Yes, that can be difficult if people are... I've had nice tourist audiences, but I did have recently at one of the old rope shows (laughs) some people who'd come to town to Leicester Square to go and see Sylvia the Musical and couldn't get it was cancelled <laughs> so they came to the show and said and i said sylvia i was like oh who's that is that a musical about sylvia plath yeah <laughs> it's not it's about um uh it's, an honor, it's the, the suffragette one you know oh right so i was like oh okay that's a very different plot line to what i was thinking yeah. of and quite sad poetry but, uh, yeah, I was like, how does this compare culturally? Like, you didn't think oh, you were going to see... Oh, no, they're, li- they're livid. <laughs> Do you know the one worst thing about having
3: tourists at an audience is angry tourists <laughs> that thought they were going go to go see Sylvia.
2: They were going to go see a lovely musical with Beverly Knight being amazing and what they got was some, me slinging some dick jokes. So <laughs> That's not to dishonour tourists. They're lovely, of course, but yeah. in an audience it is harder because they don't... If, well, the references, especially yeah. when you're... Especially if you get super local. Well, then they often translate, like, they translate the gig to their mate. Oh, yeah, that's one of the ones. And then you have a go at someone for talking. And you're like, oh, no, I'm translating. And you're like, oh, that's kind of nice, but also quite disruptive. Babe, you can't (laughs)
3: translate. Your timing's going to be off. You know, you're not a professional.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I once did a show where live translation happened in everyone's headsets. It was oh, at um okay. where was it it was at the Oslo Freedom Forum So I did my stand-up in English and then people had headsets and it was all being translated by... No. But but then, like, so I'd get a laugh in the room from all the English speakers. Yeah. And then there would be, like, a little beat and then, like, some other laughs as they're translating it. It's a very weird experience. I'm not sure. in Oslo, surely everyone speaks English, like... No, but they come from around the world because it's, like, a big... It's a forum, so people have travelled from all around the world. So there was and you also know.
3: you know god bless everyone i don't mean to be rude about tourists we do obviously want them here obviously but i just don't know how much i'm not selling i love london t-shirts in a, a tube station so i just don't know how much would benefit from that also i think it's i think it's a load of old duty because they would come to england anyway
2: i think they'd come i think we've got great historical buildings and uh have you
3: heard of the natural history museum for example yeah
2: the well, science they, museum yeah
3: for example another example <laughs> you
2: know. we've got examples um well thank you thank you for sharing your topical beef it's time Lou yes. to share your unpopular opinion now this could be uh something you love that everyone else hates or vice versa that you hate that everyone else loves it's for me police sirens
3: and I'm gonna say I know it's all of the sirens I know all of the they're, siren. I think they're trying to help well <laughs> word on the street is that they're trying to help people fine <laughs> love that love that for them but I think it could be a touch quieter or I think they could do it in a less sort of we get it like we hear you're coming through that like we'll move away just calm down a bit like it's not good chill to, out yeah chill out it's not good to panic everyone and you have just cause more accidents
2: It is quite stressful once you get near to, particularly a fire engine, Mm. because I think visually there's a big visual aid. You've got the big red engine. You've got the lights as well. You do have lights.
3: Yeah, just easy on the sounds a little bit because you don't want me to go into the back of someone on my bike because you're going, you know, it's just like, yeah, just chill out a bit with it. You're a cyclist,
2: aren't you, Lou? I've forgotten that you cycle quite a Uh, lot.
3: Yeah, only to get to A to B. I don't wear all
2: the lycra, (laughs) take it seriously. (laughs) You're not a mammal. No. What's a mammal? Middle-aged man in lycra. Oh,
3: lovely. (laughs) Show me those mammals. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I just think... Because if you're next to a fire engine or a police car or whatever, it's so loud that I, I, I don't think there needs to be all that fuss. Have they thought about playing a song or something, that would, <laughs> you know, soothe us into it. Something, something. something upbeat. Yeah, something upbeat, you know, or, or, or even like Metallica, that would be a horrible noise. No, no disrespect to Metallica. They're great for a lot of people, but for me, not, not a nice
2: noise. Not your favourite. Not my favourite. Yeah, but they're doing some great work in the field, I'm sure. Okay, let's workshop this. I'm wondering if it's, if it's an ambulance and there's someone in the back in pain. Metallica's probably not going to be great for them. But that's what Something I mean upbeat. like if
3: you're in an ambulance you don't want all the Nino Nino stuff like you'd just be like come on I need a bit of shut eye here.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the soundproofing's like inside. I mean I've been in an ambulance before but not when it's been fu- Nino Nino just with the sirens on I think. Once
3: I this guy nicked my phone to be fair he nicked it from the floor cuz I had already dropped my phone. But um so I dropped my phone this guy took it and um yeah, I think he was on loads of drugs and stuff, so he wasn't that clever with where he was sort of hiding it and the thing was still on so I could trace it. So I said to the police, look, I went to go and get my computer and put the like ID on it and I was like, Right, my phone's been nicked and it's in these block of flats. So the police put their siren on to go and get it and I was like, Oh, they put it on for anything. Like my <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was thinking, Oh, they love the drama and the check they're like, yeah. Woo you know and I, I was very grateful but I was thinking, Okay, now I get they put it on for a girl, and it is
2: just my phone. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go, go, go." They just like like a bit of a the chase. same the same kind of level of energy as if it was a an armed robbery. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of response It's like it's Lou's phone. We could to yeah. get it.
3: But women. then they wouldn't go in the building. So like, so I was like, right, somewhere in that building, like this block of flats, and they were like, oh yeah, we can't go in and knock at the door because um, I can't remember what the excuse was. And I was like right i'll just do it myself then and they were like i will we <laughs> you, advise they us. basically
2: ubered you to the guy's
3: yeah flag. yeah and they were like we wouldn't advise that because um it's not safe without us and i was like yeah but you're not going to do it with me and i want to get my phone back so they were like like up to you see you later and then um i would i think i had my friend's phone and i was texting the guy and i go i said i'm with the police unless you bring the phone out they're going to arrest you and he like shat himself and was like uh okay okay and I said if you want you can just drop it in the shop so there was a shop like near his there, I said just drop it in the shop and then I'll come and get it so it was a really dodgy like handover and the police had gone and they were like we do not advise you to do this at all. <laughs> but I did get the phone back and then oh my god he left me this like handwritten note he was I think he's on like smack or something you know I did feel for him a bit but After he's stolen the phone, he left me this handwritten note going, I'm a painter and decorator. It was, he'd ripped a piece out of like the yellow pages or something, or some magazine, and written, I'm a painter and decorator, and then left his mobile number and said, Can you pass this on to your friends and family if they need a decorator?
2: (laughs) And I thought, Absolutely not. Are you? I'm not. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I might. I might. That's why I've done this. Yeah, why don't I recommend a way for you to get into there? have unfettered yes. access yeah, 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 to their yeah. personal possessions yeah. <laughs> like mm, i think in this situation i'm <laughs> not going to say you've proved yourself trustworthy although he did bring it back but only under threat of police also the handwriting is like you
3: can't keep a steady hand how are you going to paint anything like this hand that you can't write it's all over the show he
2: might have been he might have been coming down yeah god or bless up him. god bless or him. up but or you up. got
3: it back that's quite yeah. brave
2: lou i've got to say that's quite brave i'd do anything for my phone <laughs> <laughs> It is one of those things where you, like, I have once had some money stolen out of, I remember years ago, and it was like devastating, I had all my rent in cash in my back, I was in my 20s, it was really Mm. stupid, and I put it on the back of a, put my handbag on the back of a chair and met my friend for a coffee, someone came along with a coat over their arm and then just like picked mine up and then carried it out underneath the coat, so I didn't notice, so it was like at the time it was devastating, because I was like, it was not when I was making loads of money. And then I tried to sort of go, well, maybe they needed it more than me. And maybe, you know, like, uh, you know, but it was, it was a real lesson in kind of like, oh shit, you know, I, I can't just like leave, leave my stuff, you know, but, but if I'd have, if I'd have had, I've had like, I've been incredibly lucky. I went to, I was like 19 and I was at Disney, I know Universal Studios in Florida. And I lost my little wallet. I had a little patent wallet and I lost it. And, I I was queuing for a ride and I realised when I was in the queue that I'd lost it. Not near the front of the queue. I was near the front and I was like, oh God, I gotta go. And then someone had handed it in and it was really sweet because I'd left it in the toilets, I think. And I think they'd obviously looked in it and seen that it had dollars, but like English money as well. And gone, oh, this poor person's on holiday. It might be all the money. They they handed it in with everything in it. So sometimes there's magic out there, isn't there? But that's brave of you. Like I feel like, I would... um, I'll tell you who it wasn't brave of. The police. The police, exactly. (laughs) Who need to, like, calm their sirens down. So that's where we started. We started with this of, like, chill out with your sirens. I think they're too loud. Yeah, they're too loud. Like, it's... We get it. We get it. Like,
3: you're moving through. You need a bit of space. You you got a little thing to get to. We get it. But just tone it down a bit because it deafens you as it goes past.
2: How do you feel about the ones where they don't have a siren and then all of a sudden an arm comes out the window and... They pop one on top of the car. Oh, I like it. Like that. an undercover. That's yeah, quite sexy, I like isn't it? That. That's a
3: bit sexy. It's like it just goes to show
2: you can transform yourself.
3: You know? <laughs> just goes to, I love
2: that. <laughs> Colour me beautiful, but for like and I, yeah. <laughs> it's a makeover. And for I a always car. look
3: at the car and think, if you were a criminal in the area, you'd take down that reg registration wouldn't you because they must have like all different ones but they must change it about a bit but I think it's funny the car they use as well because yeah it's like a bit of
2: psychology goes into into selecting that yeah so you don't seem like you're so that's okay if you take the siren out and slam it on we're all right with that well they're different sounds aren't they ambulance fire engine and are they police car yeah yeah yeah. never knew that different whales different sirens different I hate them all of course yeah, because because if you hear the police, you go, oh, it's the police. That's why you can hear it. I don't.
3: Do, I don't. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah.
3: Wow. well, you're learning.
2: You're learning. You're learning. So we we, we want to keep the different sounds. We just want to turn it down. Bring or, it down a notch. Or
3: like a. Or do more you want them to play sound.
2: music like ice cream vans,
3: <laughs> like uh, <not laughs> like me, happy tunes? I guess there needs to be a sense of urgency, but like how much urgency? But also. We're learning all the time because now burglars as well, thieves, can learn, take a coat with you,
2: swipe the bag under the coat. Yeah, I'm really teaching a lot yeah. on this on this podcast. I should have should have thought about that a bit more carefully, Lou. Yes, you're correct. You're correct. <laughs> We're coming in hot, Lou. Mm. Hot topic, right? Uh, people send me in their issues for angry aunts. So I get angry for them. Uh, and this one is from Tina Sesselman who sent in... My issue is when... Three people walk next to each other on the sidewalk. So yes. so Tina's coming from America, because yeah. we would say pavement. Yeah. Uh, and no one will make space for me when I walk in their direction, and there's no space for me to go anywhere else. So the only possible scenario is that we bump shoulders... I want to rip their heads off and kick them in the shin, which is quite a full-on reaction Mm. from Tina, but I get it. Well, I've thought about this. uh, That's the first I've heard of it, but I've thought about this from when I have
3: it, and I think, what is it triggering me? It's kind of not being noticed. I think I did stand up because I don't think I was, like, noticed in my family. (laughs) Right, right. So I think that's why I did it, to, like, get surprise attention. (laughs) and i think like the reason it is a primal sort of annoyance anger is because these people are just not seeing you or not like
2: making room for you so i think it goes deeper that's well, right so mm. i think i think tina it could be deeper here's what i've noticed i do think there's a male female split on this i think we are socialized and, and and this is not a bad thing to make because I kind of wish I'd been socialized that way. But women are a bit more socialized to kind of move and make space. Mm um and go there are other people whereas men are like you're in the world and you're dominant and you can and I I kind of almost wish that I'd have had that to like I'm going to take up space I'm going to take up as much space as I want to take so I I noticed during the pandemic when we were trying to distance that I'd sometimes end up just like walking in the in the road because a guy wasn't moving out the way so I was like I'm going to go head to head and see who moves and it was always me you know like yeah so we'd go towards each other but I do think it is not being seen it's Especially if you feel like you always have to relent. You're like, it's a dominant. So from the male perspective, a male male friend of mine, my friend Stuart, he said to me once, it's actually there's like a really like deep, like prehistoric part Mm. of your brain as a man that when you walk down the street, it's like a... It's almost like a dominance thing, like an animal thing where you're like, who's walking and someone's going to back down. Whereas women, we don't see that well, with each other. you did do that
3: in your car to a man and he backed down. I noticed on the way here, you were like back up, bitch, to this guy and he timidly reversed him. everything's has been changing. Um,
2: I'm I I doing have, it for the women, Lou. Well, I
3: I'm have noticed it. women doing it as well. Definitely, like these... Three, like, to be fair, they were schoolgirls, you know, women, like, were not budging for me. But I think maybe a way around it is just stop, just just stand there, and then they'll have to move around you. Go
2: around you, Yeah, 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 be the immovable object.
3: Yeah.
2: I am the immovable object.
3: And also it's nice to act with compassion. We don't want to be, like, it's capitalism versus, like... I don't know. We can move like water, you know, yeah. rather than just be like socialish. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Gonna...
2: We can, and it's and and I do think, I do think it is quite nice to kind of go make wet, and then someone smiles and nods. And you can get yourself. Here's the other thing that can happen: you can get yourself into your head about so much of this, and then start getting into these weird rules. And I always have to remind myself that other people don't think the way I think, mm-hmm. and they don't the same rules don't apply to them. So if I pull over in my car for someone they don't say thanks. I am yeah. a bit like, ah, you could have yeah, said yeah, thanks. Yeah. But then, then like there's micro versions of that that are like, someone holds up a hand. Someone's sm- someone does a finger and you're like, Oh, a finger. Is it a finger? Is it that yeah, I'm getting, yeah, you yeah. know? And then you're like, Can't who says anyone, who says anyone has to say thank you. You've pulled in because someone has to pull in. And yeah. that's that. Just yeah, get on with yeah, your day. Yeah. yeah. I get exactly the same. Actually,
3: look at me at the start. I was like, I've got no gripes. And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I've got lo-. But, the car thing, I just think, do you say thanks? But then I know if I've been in my head about something else, I've not done it myself and I am thankful. I just forgot to say it. So, you know, yeah. you just think no one's out. to. But your thinking is so important, how you navigate the world. And if you're like getting all bunched up over someone not saying thanks because you chose to pull in. Yes.
2: You go, yeah. How how do you get through the day? It's too exhausting. Yeah. It's too exhausting to let that get. What is it they say? The don't sweat the small stuff which is uh you know it's very we've been quite cathartic so but the not sweating the small stuff you go in the grand scheme of things does it matter that someone i'm never going to see again yeah. like i just pulled in for or that i moved from like on the street you're walking along the street you've moved out the way for someone they didn't nod or acknowledge you or smile
3: they're in their own heads a they're in time. their own
2: head you're in your head i and- have but i have beeped cars if they don't say <laughs> thanks and i've made a big
3: effort to pull over i've sometimes beat them and then said thank you for them and then i think grow up <laughs>
2: It is quite, that's cathartic though. Sometimes in the moment you're like, yeah, or sometimes you're like, oh, I'll just go fuck myself, shall yeah. I? <laughs> like, move on with your day. Um, but yes, they're walking down a street. Who gives way? Because we're not in our cut. Car- we're humans, we're in life. So we should try and give way. If both people try and give way. Then-
3: Usually though, there's a kind of common like sort of move like you know where it's a bit on both sides isn't it yes
2: there? that's quite nice sharing if if it's
3: an older person yeah sure I'll do a bit more of the leg work yeah you know if it's a young person
2: go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah, but... a, well I do think I think young groups of kids sometimes are, but it's just an unawareness because yeah. I remember being that age and going we're sprawling all out and not even thinking oh, got, how you they've
3: got fidget spinners to do and <laughs> <laughs> magazines to flick through <laughs> they're out on the streets with their magazines yeah, and their spinners they are they've got um table football to think about and
2: <laughs> cards to collect well thank you for that uh tina Cecilman. i'm I, I i yes uh angry aunt agrees i think it's bad um and 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 also we don't like the physical contact the bumping shoulders because that feels like it moves into an aggression so that's why the next thing you have to do is you go well i have to move then so that this doesn't happen so that we don't shoulder charge each other well you know
3: maybe sort of go chest to chest and make it an event Go, yeah
2: go tit to to
3: tit yeah go tit to tit and make a new friend
2: (laughs) that's my advice um thank you for sharing your angry aunt tina Lou, before we wrap this up, Mm. tell us what you've got coming up, Lou. What have you got to plug? Oh, I don't believe in plugging things. But having said that, (laughs) my book, is—it's you
3: can probably pre-order it by the time this comes out, maybe. It's called What's That Lady Doing? Sobriety Massages and Other Happy Endings and yeah I reckon you can pre-order it if not have a think about pre-ordering it and then pre-order it
2: just think about Lou's book in your head Yeah, imagine it don't stop thinking about it Ho- hold on to it I like the title yeah. great title um, and uh, Lou's very funny so her book will be funny so yes if you can't pre-order it look out for it in the bookshop when it comes out Yeah. so um, do you have live shows
3: coming up oh yeah but on uh, my podcast colour club which you've been on as well yes um, that's it really I do Taskmaster People's People's Podcast, but that's very niche. It does depend if you love Taskmaster, because that's the second Taskmaster <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you can't have enough these days. Um, thanks for having me.
2: Oh, you are so welcome. Um, and I'm sure you can follow Lou on all the social medias, on Instagram and Twitter, mm. and all that business as well, because she's funny on Twitter. Um, I do see funny tweets from you. On there. You do, don't you? Thanks for joining us. See you next time.
0: Bye. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories, and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts.
1: Even on a budget,